Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is November the 6th, 2013, and my God, is this year passing really fast. I want to welcome you to our program today. This day is dedicated to all you hardworking, sexy, beautiful women out there that are doing everything from raising a grown man to trying to take care of a little one to have a career, get up in the morning, do your hair, get in traffic, not spill your coffee, go to Starbucks and order a drink I cannot probably pronounce, and do all of that and make it back home in the evening and go to Jazzercise and get right back up and do it all again without even getting to see Nene Nim on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, I know that's probably not really your life, but I can tell you I'm probably very, very close to it. Today, I um, I was talking to my producer earlier, and we, you know, she said I want you to uh, look at this show idea. Well, not earlier today, but a week ago. And I I have a um, I've been on this kick lately about celebrating the beauty of women and femininity. As we know, I had the wonderful Rebecca Walker on the show last week. She's Alice Walker, the sister that wrote The Color Purple. I had her uh, her daughter on. And this woman is just totally, totally phenomenal. So today, continuing in that same vein, I have some very, very special guests in studio with us. And what we are going to talk about is a very unique project. Uh, And when I say unique, I do mean unique. There's this book out that I am going to tell you, if you haven't heard about it, you will, and I strongly, strongly urge you to go out and buy it. Um, As you know, I do not advocate the sales of anyone's products. uh, Our show is very much not tainted with such. However, this is another time that I'm going to go above and beyond that and say that if you want to have an impact on your own life, like A, not making it suck, and B, making it have the vibrance that it once had prior to you having to take on the responsibilities of everybody's problems, including your own, you do want to read this book. Now, I have, uh, as we know, this show is global. 
Uh, I want to send a special shout-out to my friends there in Australia and to the people in the Caribbean and the Virgin Islands, my friends up in Canada and in London. But today we went to the part, to the place, uh, one of the birthplaces of mankind, which is Spain. I have a guest in studio that is uh, joining, joining us from Barcelona. Her name is Christine Marier. Christine, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Thank Welcome you. to Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. Give us some background on you. Oh, that's long. Well, you know, the description you gave in the beginning is pretty much my life, except that I exercise in the morning and not in the evening. I can't in the evening. But I have four children. I run a business. Um, I help women. I work mostly with women because they want to be, you know, women in business who want to be international and reach, you know, um, a broader audience. So that's what I do. I help them market their skills. That's my specialty. And uh, beside that, I raise my children. And I exercise every morning to, you know, stay in shape and have enough energy to carry everything, you know, up until the evening. Um, but that's what I do, and that's what we do as women today. We just, you know, we don't, we didn't switch from one role to the other. We just added more roles onto our plates, and we have a few, you know, a few hats on our heads. So in the morning I exercise, then I meditate, then I do my gratitude, then I take care of my baby, my five years old son, then I take him to school, then I start working, <laughs> then I exercise again. Then I meditate again, then I work again, then I go get him, and that's it. This is the end of my day, which is usually around 9 or 10 uh, you know, in the evening and when I go to sleep. But that's mostly, that's mostly the rhythm of my life. Now, about what I do is that I, am, I think I have, I'm lucky to be able to make a living out of my passion. I'm passionate, passionate for books. I always read books. I read a lot. In my days as well, it's part of how I build my business. It's working on myself through readings. And I had the chance to fine-tune my skills into uh, marketing, but into using a vehicle to help my clients get the best of their marketing. And the the tool that I created is an anthology. So through books, through their own anthology, they can reach broader audiences. So when somebody comes to me and says, Christine, I want to be international. I want to reach on an international market. I want, to, I want to be known all over the world. I have now the tool to allow them to do that. And on top of it, they don't even have to pay a dime first. So I think I got it good. It's really you know, the concept of... Um, collaboration instead of competition. You know, we've heard so many stories about women competing, competing against each other. And I want to take a stand to say that it doesn't have to be that way. Of course, some women are doing it. It doesn't mean that we all do. And I never did. And many women don't do that either. They like to collaborate. And that's what I try to do. So through collaborations and through the will and the desire to build a stronger business and to reach a bigger crowd, I created that tool, which is the anthology. And so the anthology being the last result, the end result, I gather everything that I love around it, being in touch with women all over the world, being collaborative, finding other women who are you know, desiring 
of collaborating with others. And that's, that's the joy of uh, my everyday life. That's why I'm so passionate about my job. You know, it's not really a job. It's just a passion. It's like a painter. It's like a writer, like a singer. We are lucky because we can work on a daily basis. We get up every morning saying that we're going to change people's lives. We're going to make their dreams come true. And almost all my clients, if not all of them, once they get published and they see that they become a bestseller and that they increase their reach, come to me and say, Christine, you made my, life, my dream come true. And that's what I do. And you know, underneath the marketing and the tool and the book, it's about making people's dream come true. And it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. There's nothing better than that. And I have four children. I love my children. But believe me, making somebody's dream come true is unbelievable. I've got to ask a question, Christine. Yeah? I have a superwoman. I have so many superwomen around me. Julia is a superwoman. She man- manages and handles the marketing and branding for me and Tony Gaskins and all these other uh, notable entities. But I have to ask you, Christine, how in the hell do you manage to uh, have a good sex life, have a good relationship (laughs) with your lover, have a a successful business? And then I, I want to remind our audience, this woman is calling me from Barcelona, so what time is it there right now? It's 12 noon in Houston. It's 7 p.m. in okay, Barcelona seven, right now. Thank you. So now it's 7 p.m. in Barcelona, and you're on the phone with me, so I know somebody's going, where's my dinner, where's my sippy cup, where's my baby? How do you manage <laughs> to balance all of that? And not only I know that women have it down, keeping everyone else happy. My question to you is, how are you keeping you happy? Well, you have to be selfish in the right way. You know, if selfish is not really the adequate word, but that's the word that everybody understands. But in the right way, it's always good. In a sense that there is no, um, there is no perfect balance. You cannot see your life as a 50%, 50%. You can't be like 50% a mom, 50% a business owner, or, you know, like 33% a mom, 33% a, um, a wife, and 33% business owner. It doesn't work that way because life is evolving. Life is always in, in movement. So you can't just rely on that linear, linear thinking. However, what you can do is... always see the quality of life and not the quantity. So, of course, sometimes, like right now, like you said, I'm speaking with you, so it's 7 p.m., I'm not fixing dinner. Well, all my kids know about it. My husband knows about it. My husband is very busy at work as well. So he understands the fact that I can be busy, which helps. That's true. But my, my, my kids had to learn that as well. However, I'm going to take a week off, uh, and I'm with them, and we do a lot of things. That's the other side of it, which would not happen if I was just not working. Now, the other thing also is that they understood that they be, their happiness somehow is linked to mine. <laughs> if I'm not happy, if I'm frustrated, I can't be a great mom. You know, it's not possible. But when I'm very happy, when I'm, you know, I feel on top of everything that I do, on top of my own little world as a woman and as a businesswoman, well, they, they feel it. The energy is better at home, and, and, and they share it. And if you, if you were to ask them right now, they would say, well, you know, let her work. <laughs> 
better work as much as she wants because once she works, she feels better, and therefore we are better. Now, it's not always great, but we all have to pitch in. So I have a daughter who is uh, almost, seven, uh, almost 18, so sometimes when she, she has the time, I ask her, can you fix dinner because I need to finish this or I have a meeting, a team meeting or something because some of my team are working uh, overseas. Well, it's a matter of organization. If you're organized, if you're passionate, and if there's a lot of love, my kids love me, I love them, my husband loves me, and I love him. So we find a way around everything. We go for a week in Ireland, we go back there for New Year's Eve. Well, all that is possible because, you know, I have a successful business, my husband has a successful career, and that's why it's possible. So well, you need to find... No, no, I just want, you just said something that I think our listeners really need to pay attention to. Success isn't something that you do alone. And what I'm hearing uh, from you, you know, there are like 16 women involved in this project, and all of them with phenomenal stories. Uh, we're going to have two more join us uh, after we come back from break. But before we go to break, Christine, I want to ask this question about deployment. Is there, um, would you suggest that to the single mom that's out there or to the mom that, uh, or, or even just a single woman, it's not a mom, you're just a single woman, but you're carrying all these dang hats on, your, on you. Uh, is it a crime in asking other people to participate in life and, like, give you a hand rather than depend on you? Because I know a lot of women uh, try to be superwoman when, in fact, superwoman does not exist except in Jaylene Mack. No, I'm just kidding. But superwoman really <laughs> does not exist. So how, what do you say to these women that are gun-shy of demanding that someone else participate in the life that, in most instances, wouldn't exist if these women, weren't, or women like you weren't present? Well, there's two sides to that. Um, the first, you know, it's, it's a, again, a balance. First of all, you have to rely on yourself first and foremost. Don't expect anybody to do it for you, to help you, or to make your life easy. Because as long as you rely on yourself, you can't deceive yourself, you know, because you decide, you make it happen, and that's it. Now, that's one side, but that doesn't mean that you cannot help or ask help from everybody else around you, and you should. That's a problem with women. They don't ask for help. We have our proud at the wrong place sometimes. So this is the, the way I managed it in my home is I said, okay, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to focus on. Everybody's going to have to have to help me. Otherwise, you're going to be on your own. <laughs> you know, some, somewhere on the line, I had to, to fix that boundary. Now, I'm, it's a, you know, it's like marketing. It's exactly the same thing. I had to market my idea in my house with my family. And I told them, well, we all can win out of this if we are all working together. So sometimes I'm going to need help to fix dinner. Sometimes I'm going to need help to uh, watch over the baby. Sometimes I'm going to need help because you're going to have to be quiet while I'm on the radio or something. Well, they, they, they understood that. It, it didn't happen from one day to the, to the other, but they did understand at some point. Now, I asked my husband to help me as well, as much as he could. Um, I hired a cleaning lady, different, different things. I can help friends as well. I learned to ask, to ask for help, but it doesn't mean that I expect everybody to do the work for me. I don't expect anybody to do it for me. 
Wow, so that's some plan B. Yeah, that's some really good advice. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We're going to take about a 45-second uh, break, and we're going to come back. Uh, I, if you can hang around, Christine, I want you to do, uh, definitely do that. But there are a couple of other uh, contributors to this project, and we're going to start talking uh, not only about their lives but about the book. But you just stay tuned, and we'll be right back in about 45 seconds. Conversations with yours truly. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We are talking uh, about a very serious subject today, and that's how to be a hot mom in high heels. This book is an assemblage of the not just the testimonies, but I think some real thinking points uh, by 16 thought leaders, 16 very beautiful, dynamic women from all around the world sharing their stories, not only about love, success, and family, but how did they make these things happen? I know for many of us, we get lost in the madness and mayhem of everyday life, especially the problems associated with it. If you are in that situation where you are feeling sick and tired of being taken for granted, you're busting your butt only to feel underappreciated, your sex life is in a tailspin, isn't it about time that you do something about that? And the only way that you could really effectively do something about that is to get a grip on your life because nobody can do that better than you. With that being said, I, my next guest is uh, a lady named Fernetta Tate. This sister is a dynamic international best-selling author, and she is also part of this project, Hot Mama in High Heels. Miss Tate, are you here with us? Yes, I am here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful having you. As we discuss this product, tell me, uh, before we talk about the book, we're going to do that a little later, tell us about you and give me, I know when I was looking at uh, some things in your biography, you are doing, you're the president of, of Empower Me 365, uh, you also deal with a project called Empower My Life. You're involved in coaching programs. You have this plethora of stuff from being a motivational speaker, and uh, and you're described as having high energy. What I want to know, because, girlfriend, I need to borrow some of that, how in the hell do you have high energy after doing all of these many things you do and still manage to have time for you? Well, one of the things and one of the reasons is that my purpose and my passion for empowering others is what fuels me. That's my fuel. Um, that's what gives me the energy. That's what gives me the, the, the passion and the drive to keep on moving, to keep on pressing, you know, and to keep on, you know, touching lives and reaching out to people because I want them to be empowered for life. And my story started from when I was a teenager. When I was 17, I did not believe in myself, didn't think I was good enough, smart enough, 
and I actually attempted suicide. I did not want to be on this earth anymore. I thought that the, the world was better without me. And it wasn't until I had an encounter that I came to understand that I do have a purpose on this earth, that there is something here for me to do. And since that time, I started seeking the Lord about, okay, what is my purpose? What am I to do? You know, what did you call me to do? Why did you bring me to this earth? Why do I even exist? You know, and that searching landed me. It actually kind of, you know, moved me slowly into uh, me understanding that, uh, number one, I'm a natural encourager. It just came very naturally for me. But I didn't understand that until I started seeking, until I started asking the questions, you know, what do I like? Why do I do the things that I do? Why do I say things to people that um, are different? You know, why, why is this in me? And my searching led me to, to really understand that my purpose is to empower people. My purpose is to encourage people. It is to, to, to help them to not only realize their own potential, because that's a part of my own story. So my, my very story is the very thing that, that pushes me. You know, it pulls me, it, it encourages me, it gives me that energy and that drive because I would not have been here otherwise. Okay, got you know? a question for you. Big question. Um, when I read and, you know, I've had the pleasure of actually meeting you in person, which was really, really cool, um, but there's some stuff that when I started doing a little bit of homework on you, um, and yes, girl, I've been snooping, so I'm getting ready to really hit you with a couple of questions. <laughs> okay. You said, and your and and one uh, bit of stuff that I read on you that there were some serious mental and emotional blocks that you needed to overcome. And I think my listening audience, it may have some of that in common. All of us, I know, I damn sure have had a lot of mental and emotional blocks that. Uh, I've had to overcome, and some I still do need to overcome. Uh, But I can also say I know for a fact that unequivocally that the very things that seem to be a curse are exactly what God, the universe, our creator, uses to bless us. So my question to you is getting real, 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 real nosy. Renato, what were your emotional blocks and what were your mental blocks? And give us the dirt because you can help somebody right now. Well, for for me, like I said earlier, you know, I didn't believe in myself. I, you know, I thought I was ugly. Um, I didn't think I was any good for anybody. You know, I didn't think that um, that I could do anything, that I could really, really live this life that I had. You know, um, I always spoke down to myself, negative words to myself. If, if If somebody said, oh, you're pretty, I would immediately say to myself, that's not true, you're ugly. You know, I had a lot of, um, I had to get my mind right relative to how I feel about myself, the image I saw of myself. And and I always say, and I say this to, to when I coach and, and to people, it doesn't matter what other people say about you that's in a positive direction. Because if you don't believe it, 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 does, it, wasn't, it won't do anything to you. It won't do anything for you. And so, I did not think that I was even worth it. I thought, I, I mean, I thought I was a piece of trash, to be honest with you. You know, I, you know, when people said, said to me that, you know, I was pretty, I didn't believe that. You know, I was smart. I, I didn't believe that within myself. And, and the thing about it, uh, Dr. Young, is that I had a, a great childhood. My parents were always there. 
my parents were always, you know, encouraging me. So it wasn't my childhood. It was it was a, this image that I had within me, you know, that I had to deal with. You know, and, and if I did, if and if I didn't deal with it, it it showed up in every relationship. It showed up, you know, in in anything that I tried to do. It was the whisper in my ear that continually told me what I cannot do. What I cannot do. Let me ask you this. You said it showed up in, in various relationships. How did it show up in various relationships? Well, you know, when when you don't when you don't think that, that you're pretty or you don't think that you're um you know, that you have uh something of worth to contribute, um, even to a conversation or even to a relationship, you know, you would sabotage it. And what I mean by sabotage is you would you would do things to um to either, you know, make the person mad or make them walk away from you or cause them to be angry. It's just your actions. You, 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 provide, you put these blocks up in front of you and you don't allow people to get in. You don't allow people, to, to, people that want to love you to love you because you have these walls built up. You won't let anyone in because you're comfortable being in the circle within your own world that says to you all these negative things that you've grown accustomed to. So when someone tells you something that's the opposite of that, you don't believe it because because you have not allowed them the very wall the walls um the, the walls did not protect me. Actually the walls um kept people out of my life. So any good so, that tries to infiltrate, I would not let it in because I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it about myself. What was your turning point? My turning point was when I was 29, and this was the last time that um, that I I this was the last time that I tried to take my life. I was in Chicago and on a business trip, and I was a, and I was sitting there, you know, just idle idle minds is the devil's workshop, as they say, and I was sitting there. And I heard this whisper that said, you know, if you jump out the window, nobody would care. Nobody would miss you. You just jump out that window, nobody would care. And I listened to that voice, and and I proceeded to do that. I put my right foot up there, I grabbed the side of that window, and as soon as I put my left foot up there, I I felt this, it was something in the room I felt that pushed me back into the room, and I fell. And I remember getting on my knees, and I remember looking around that room, and I felt like that there was something in the room with me, but it was nothing there. And all I could hear, once again, was that word purpose. Purpose. Wow. Purpose. Don't do it. There is a purpose for you. And at that moment, I felt this tremendous peace over me, and at the same time, I wanted to know, what does this mean? And it was from that moment on that I started to really think about my life and 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 how I saw my life. And when people would tell me things that were positive, I started to open up a little bit, right, to receive mm-hmm. that little by little by little. And I and I, and I as I started to receive that, I started to believe that, believe that. And then I started on this this growth path of, you know, I studied personal empowerment, self-empowerment things, things that 
that would build me up in my spirit, build me up, you know, in my with my self-esteem, and I just started growing from there. Now, I know two things I'm going to tell you right now, Fernetta. You you listening to me? I'm listening. You get all the sharp knives and pills out your house, and, girl, next time you check it in a hotel, you keep your behind out that mini bar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what I want you what I want you to, uh, I want everyone to hear in that thing is that that is very true, that our lives are definitely connected to purpose. In my practice, something that I have found that resonated with what you just said is that until we find our purpose, we will always be in a state of flux, in this place of abandonment or, or wondering, you know, do I really belong here? And you do belong here, and I think uh, later in the show we're going to come back, and there's a lot more uh, that I want you to give us because what you just said was some really, really cool stuff. And uh, my little corny joke wasn't making light of it, but I do want to uh, definitely overemphasize to all of our listeners, and especially you ladies out there that are dealing with uh, body dysmorphic issues, meaning that you look in the mirror and you don't see the beautiful creature, the lovely being, the awesome woman that God created. You see this caricature that people have labeled you or what you've labeled yourself. I'm here to tell you, girlfriend, that ain't it. And what you just heard Panetta share with us is something that I think all of us can tap into because this isn't just a gender thing. So if, for the guys that are listening, we're not having an Oprah moment here. We are having a moment that all of us at the end of the day are infinite, very uh, special beings of light and we've been sent to this world to illuminate a very dark place. With that being said, uh, I mentioned earlier that with this book uh, that uh, Christine has, you know, has assembled this wonderful group of women to participate, and there is another woman here that I really, really, really want to talk to, and her name is Jazz Dozier, and I want to um, just bring you right into the program. Jazz, are you in the studio? I am. Thank you so much, Dr. Young. I appreciate you having me here. Yeah, it's wonderful having you here, darling. I know we've heard two wonderful stories from Frenetta and Christine, and out of the 16 that are in this book, yours is definitely one of those that we find to be very enlightening and significant. Would you please share with us your story? Uh, I would love to share with you my story, Um I'm going to move it forward a little bit to where I'm, you know, to the part of what brought me to the chapter that I wrote in this book. And it basically is about learning to love yourself. Like Christine, like Frenetta, um, I too am a mother of two beautiful girls. I have two grandchildren. I have a couple of businesses that I run. I am a part of an organization, a national organization, Professional Women of Color Network. I direct that. I'm in the process of rebranding my business. And I have always been in a supportive, loving, kind environment, and I'm a nurturer by nature. So for me, I don't have a sad story, but I have come across several women um, during my journey that have, you know, like Frenetta, have not accepted who they are, who've been able to embrace um, that inner being 
And I, too, went through that in stepping into my 40s. Um, I just felt like, my God, I'm running out of time. You know, I'm trying to do so much. I'm pouring into people. I didn't feel that I was, you know, I wasn't getting enough back. Um, I wasn't making enough money. I just felt like my world was starting to come down on me. And I reached out to a few women that um, have always had my back. And I say this because it's so important in your life that you always have people that you can turn to and talk to, whether it's a coach, whether it's that girlfriend, um, whether it's your spouse, it's so important. And I reached out to these individuals and shared, you know, certain things that was going on in my life. I couldn't do it or I wasn't going to be able to do it because we all have those days and those feelings. And I don't know what it was, but it just came about that, you know, I got it. We all have those aha moments and it hit me. You know what? You are not, this is not the end of the world for you. This is the beginning of the end. It's time for you to step into your greatness. You've got this. You've helped people achieve greatness. You've poured into people. Um, People have poured into you. And rather than feeling sorry for myself or looking at the things that I didn't have, I started changing my mindset and looking at the things that I did have and the things that I was able to accomplish and where that has led me today. And so that brings me to where I am now. And I've always paid it forward. I've always believed in paying it forward, sharing my gifts, sharing my talents with others, lifting women up because women tend to want to um, be like crabs in the crab barrel. You know, they want to pull each other down. They want to be catty. And that was never my thing. So that was um, caused me to step back from women. But I was able to overcome that and just kind of rise to the occasion and say, you know what, I've got to lead by example. I've got to show these women that we don't have to be like that, that we can all be fabulous, that we can all have and achieve the things that we want in life and that it's for anybody. It doesn't matter if you're um, if you have two pennies or if you have $2 million. It's all about living in your purpose and carrying out your dreams and manifesting your goals. And so that's where I'm at right now in my life, um, wanting to share that goodness with other women Jay, out there. Let me back you up. Now, the one thing that you just got through talking about was that uh, – non-delicious drink that all of us have had more than a mouthful of, and that's called Haterade, right? That's when right. When you deal with this, and, and I know this is uh, something that's asymptomatic because I'm a father of three young women, and I know when I deal with, uh, with my daughters, I've taught them, you know, you may be in it, but don't be of it. You know, just do you. How, give us, take us to the place and give us an illustration of the time or the moment when you found yourself in that situation where you're like, oh, no, she didn't. I cannot believe this heifer just did. What, tell us about that day or that situation that was your first uh, bump where you actually hadn't had your epiphany yet, but you were still girlfriend, and that happened, and it really pissed you off. Take us there. What happened? Okay, Um, I would have to get that question. (laughs) Uh, I actually um, had a situation where I was sharing my thoughts 
my dreams, my, you know, aspirations with another individual. And I really looked up to this person. And I'm just sharing all of the information, the, the things I'd like to do, the things we can do, and so forth. And it turned out that this person went and took what I did and shared it with other people and started doing it um, and just kind of left me, you know, in the dark. And so I was very taken back by it. I was hurt. I was upset. Um, but I was able to overcome the situation. You know, it took me a while. And, again, it caused me to, again, step back from women, a wall against the outside world. I didn't want to tell anybody anything. I lost trust in people. I just kind of stayed to myself and started doing things, and I didn't want to reach out to anyone and ask for that help, um, get that support that I needed, because in reality, you cannot achieve success by yourself. And this is an area that really kept me from achieving my goals and reaching my success because I shut down. Um, mm-hmm. From this situation, you know, it really, it really hurt me to be quite honest. So um, I have since then, you know, I've come out of that and I've learned, and I'm much wiser and I have my eyes open, you know. And you, they always tell you, you know, you can tell people something. The children of my grandmama says anyway, you don't tell everybody everything. <laughs> but there, there has to be somebody in your corner that you can trust, that you can talk to, and. I would just say to women out there is just know the people in your circle, you know, and know those that you can trust and build relationships with people. Don't just jump in and start running your mouth to any and everybody because all of your gifts are not for everybody. Now, my question to you, with with that being said, and, and again, this is about educating people, and yeah, I have a tendency to ask questions that cause someone to feel on the spot, but... I, you can't help people telling them how you got it going on, right? You got to tell them how you made it through the night. And what were the signs, Jazz, that you had that differentiated your haters from the people that were your supporters? Because often what I found, and I, I know uh, Louise Hay from Hay House or Wayne Dyer or myself or T.D. Jakes, there's, there's a lot of us, uh, that are about uplifting and empowering people will tell you, do not, and whoever's listening to this broadcast, it is no accident that you tuned into this right now. God has you listening to this for a reason, so believe me, this is exactly for you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. So here's what I'm going to say. Do not tell people your vision, because if they do not have a likened viewpoint on their lives, how in the dickens can someone see in you what they cannot conceive nor perceive within themselves? I'm going to say that. Second thing I'm going to tell you is that, you know, don't confuse, and I said this earlier, don't confuse your witnesses with supporters and don't confuse supporters with companions and don't confuse companions with with the people that are supposed to shower on you because there's certain people in your life that you cannot stand that have been put there to catalyze something in you. And, I, and I'll give the seed example real quick before I ask you this question, Jazz. The seed example is simple. You have to put it alone. You have to put it in a dark place and you cover it up with uh, manure 
in order for what's housed within the breast of that seed to rupture and reveal and expose itself. And even then, you feel like you're having to fight through muck and dirt just to get a breath of fresh air, which is where I'm going with my question with you. Who and what happened that let Jazz Doja know, you know what, you were meant to do this, and out of these 22 women that in this book, I know I said uh, 16, there's 22 women in this book. How did uh, how did Jazz Dozier come into awareness of her moment? Um, I have to say that it was one of my dearest friends, and she's also a mentor of mine. Her name is um, Dr. Quindola Crowley. She and I have been friends for several years, and not only is she um, a true friend, but she has poured into my life um, spiritually, um, and she is also like that mother figure, if you will. And she, you know, she had a conversation with me that just really opened my eyes and let me know that um, I'm a child of God and that um, no weapons formed against me shall prosper, you know, and that I can do anything that I set my mind to and I don't have to worry about the next man or the next woman just step into who I am and shine my light and um, live in my purpose, and it will all unfold before my eyes. And I can honestly say to this day I'm living in that. So, um, When that happened, what was going on that particular day? The reason I'm asking that question mm-hmm. is there are people that are listening to you from all over the world right now. And they're going through that exact same set of circumstances. What was the magic that was in that moment? Where were you? What were you doing? And how did it, and and what led that conversation to come about? Um, actually, I was um, not having a good day, uh, to be quite honest. I have um, a father who is ill, and I take care of him. I'm also a foster parent. And I was having some challenges with that. And I just had so many things that were going on in my life um, hitting me from all different directions. And um, I was just coming to a point to where I just felt like, you know, I just probably need to give up and just stay focused on, you know, everyone else. And that was pretty much the turning point for me in sharing those things with her is when we came up, you know, she started talking to me. And at that moment, um, that's when I decided to, you know, keep pushing and keep moving forward because without me doing that, I would never know where I'm going to end up. And just giving up is not going to change the situation, but moving forward and trying to achieve those goals and to be here today and have successfully done that, um, I would have never been able to do that if I had listened to that inner voice or listened to that, you know, or stayed in that mindset that I couldn't or shouldn't or was not good enough, you know. That is so amazing to me that often when we are in our darkest place, that's when the most light is shed on not only your continents, but on the circumstances as well as the situation that you have before you. I would like to uh, put this forth, and for all of you that are out there um, in the middle of contemplating uh, like Frenetta said, calling it quits, you know, throwing in the towel, uh, laying down big sixes. I've heard some people refer to it. 
it's it's not there. Uh, or even with Christine earlier, she made this comment. She said, you know what, uh, yes, I have all of these things to do, but in doing all of these things, I know when we and I need to have some help, which doesn't mean you're casting your burden on other people, but it does mean that at that point you are into the awareness and realization within the moment that this is a season where those that are around you are there to support your vision, not just sit there and uh, benefit from it. We're going to take a quick 45-second break, and we're going to come right back with uh, Christine Moyer, and she's calling us in live from Barcelona in the lovely evening in Barcelona, Spain, and uh, with Frenetta Tate and Jazz Dozier. We'll be right back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Nothing more appropriate than Mr. Tony Terry singing lovey-dovey because that's exactly how I'm feeling today. I'm in the company of three phenomenal women with a book that I am strongly urging all of you women to read. It's called Hot Mama and High Heels. I would suggest that you pick it up. There are some stories in there that go way beyond uh, just that typical crap you read. You know, I was, it was so funny. Uh, Christine, are you back with us? Yes, I am. Okay, I was looking at the website for the book, and I loved what you put up saying, you know, here's, uh, here's this plain old ho-hum dialogue and how people would typically just, you know, they look at this stuff and it's some talking heads talking about stuff that they really don't know. And if I'm not mistaken, it, it, it was um, something that we see in television and media where there's always all these people telling you what you should do, what you could do, and how you ought to do it. But none of these people haven't done it. As a matter of fact, the quote what's on your website is like, gosh, this woman hasn't a clue what she's talking about. You know, she should step into my life. And what made you, when you picked these people, Christine, and pronounce your last name for me so I can get it right. (laughs) Mumboy. Okay, good. I'll let you say it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not going to mess your name up again. Uh, But tell me this, what made you pick from the people that you had involved in this project? What made you pick them? Oh, I select everybody. It's not random. I don't send a broadcast email. I do not believe in that, to be honest with you. I don't work that way. Every person I work with, every client is somebody that I picked or the client picked me. So 
I had a vision for that book. That book is really coming from my heart because <clears throat> I knew exactly what I wanted that book to be all about. So, you know, that lady, that conversation at the hairdresser, when you just have that woman-to-woman conversation and the person in front of you really gets it, that's what I wanted that book to be. I didn't want to be like a collection of, uh, you know, big names who were talking in theory. I wanted the real deal. I wanted that book to be like the nightstand book that all women across the world, from the young lady to the grandma, you know, read and keep close to her. So I decided to research people. So I looked into my friends in Facebook. That's usually what I do. And I checked them out, what they were all about on their Facebook page, their website, what they were up to, what they were working on, what was their philosophy, their mission, their statement, their vision. It needed the values. I wanted to make sure that these women had the same values that I had and had you know, a, a vision that could fit the book. And so I contacted them personally, say, hey, I see that you're working on this and that, your expertise is this and that, and I really would love to have you in the book because you're going to bring a lot to the audience. The, the woman who would read the book will benefit from your expertise. And this is how I gathered them. And I have to say that the women in this book are just amazing. This book is a very high quality book. I've, I've, you know, I read all the book that the books that I publish, but this one, I've read it a few times, of course, and every time, either I had tears coming in my eyes, I was giggling, I was nodding because I could see myself. Some of them really shared. This is something that I asked them. I said, I want that book to be true to your heart. Please share as much as you can in all transparency. No need to be like fake or pretend or, or you know, embellish the truth. Say it as it is. Face value. This is what I want it to be. And I was shocked when I read the first, you know, the first time, the first row of chapters, because this woman really took it to heart. They shared themselves in those pages. They really poured their heart into the paper. And you feel it. When you read it, read it you really feel it. And I'm so proud of them. They're amazing. You know, they are really, it's really a tribute. It's a, it's a prayer book. This is what that book is all about. And I know because I've heard, you know, I've received a lot of compliments from it. And I know it touched many lives. Even Let me ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask this question real quick. When, when um, you you say you say you're sitting there, you're reading this book, looking at the content, and you are moved. I know uh, without giving preference to any one author that there was. Uh, I, so I don't want to name, but I do want you to give me this. Tell me uh, a highlight from something that you read that made you go, "Wow, that's me." All of them, that's what I've been saying. All of them, it's a line, it's a word, it's a feeling. But, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not 20 years old. So, you know, I have, I'm not, you know, at the end of my life. But, you know, I have some experience and I went through a lot like everybody else. I'm not special in that regard. So we all had our lot to deal with. And so I could relate to somebody who were lacking confidence at one point, somebody who felt like she was in an abusive relationship at some point because I went through that, not at the same level, but I could relate to this. Somebody who had a financial difficulty, I could relate to that, stress, burnout, everything. 
I found myself, a little bit of myself in all those chapters. And that's why I know the readers will find themselves in everybody, in, a, in all those women. And that's why it, that book is so helpful. Because, we, you know, women, we do so many things. Like I said, we have so many hats. We are financial advisors. We are bankers. We are cab drivers. We are soccer team coach. We are everything, you know. Cook, cleaning lady at times, babysitter, you know, everything and that, you know, from one extreme to the other and everything in between. So that's why it's so easy to relate to, that, to this book. But now this is a great part of it. All of them shared also how they overcame the difficulty, how they went on the other side, how they crossed their feet, how they solved issues. So not only you can relate to them and feel like you're not alone, that, you know, things that you feel that you went through, experience that you went through or that, you know, you had to uh, come close to close in your life. Well, other people, other women went through that as well. So it brings you some kind of, uh, some kind of peace, tranquility that it's not just you. It's not, you're not cursed. It's just a journey. And then on the other side, when you reach the end of the chapter, you have like a solution. Somebody who's been right there, you know, I've done that, been there, is giving you, is telling you how she made it. So you can try it too, or you can try, a, you know, an alternative to that. You can try one version of it. So wow. it's not only just, oh, yeah, I resonate with the story. I don't feel alone. It's I also have a solution. That, that is awesome. Here's what I want to that's, do. Uh, this a is a rare moment. I want to have, uh, I'm just, if, take two minutes. Uh, first, uh, I'm going to start with Frenetta. Frenetta, what message do you want to give to Christine for involving you in this project, and how did it affect your life from contributing to such a wonderful uh, piece of uh, work? Well, you know, um, me and, and Christine, our relationship really speaks to the power of social media. Um, because that's how I met her, and that's how I learned about the book, and that's how she reached out to me. And I, I feel so honored just to be a, a part of the book. Um, but more so, it was just the fact that she saw me, and she had, she read what I shared. She read my post, and she saw me, and she saw the message that I was trying to get out, and she connected to that, and, and I was able to align with, with the book. And it has definitely changed my life. I was able through the book to share a story that's that's very close to my heart. And uh, I'm just grateful to her, grateful to you, Christine, for not only with this book, but just everything that you do to support women, to uh, help them realize their dreams and to realize, you know, how great they really are and how much that they can empower the world just through their words. So I just want to just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've told you this a couple of times before, but thank you so much. That is so cool. Okay, now uh, what's your word, Jazz Dozier, for Christine? I have to say that um, Christine is, to me, she is one extraordinary and brilliant woman. Um, This idea of hers is just opening doors for people um, like myself and Frenetta, in ways that we could never um, begin to expand on because it's just so amazing. Um, it has not even been a month, and 
so many things have happened for all of us. Uh, we have this private group, and we are very close-knit. Um, we've become like a family, and we have support that is unbelievable. And I personally can't thank her enough. Uh, I keep telling her I hope one day that we will get to meet her in person because she's just a phenomenal woman. And, Christine, I believe you know how much we love you. But if you don't, we do. We love you and appreciate everything that you've done. Love you. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you. You know, I'm so touched. It's so emotional right now. Thank you so much. But you're amazing. You know, this book is all about you, and I'm so proud you're in it. So proud. Thank you so much. Well, ladies, uh, I just want to tell you, thank you, uh, everyone, for being on the show today, Christine, Jazz, Quinetta. I am going to, again, do something I seldom do, and that's advocate that you guys go out and buy this book. If you go to, uh, my, to, go to my Facebook page right now or you go to their Facebook pages, I'm quite sure you will have no problem finding a link. Uh, the book is available, and I, I'm asking Christine this question. I know it's available on Amazon.com. Uh, is it available through just common means, or is there a website you want to direct them to, or what, uh, Christine? Well, it's avail uh, available on Amazon.com or any other uh, Amazon for that matter. But it is also available on uh, Freneda's site, I believe, and Lady Jazz as well. We all, you know, you can have it from any of us. Okay, okay. So, again, I'm going to say the name of this book. It's Hot Mama and High Heels, and it's everything that you wanted to know about being a 21st century woman and getting the most out of life because, after all, you're doing all this for everybody else. Why don't you do something like make life good for you too? And I think that this is definitely some content that will move you in that direction. With that said, I also have an event that's coming up this weekend. And if you are traveling or you are going to be in the Houston area, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm hoping that we have hope in our studio. Julie, is hope in? Yes. Okay, if we could put her on right now, I just want to ask her a quick tidbit. Hope, tell us about what's going on in Houston, Texas this weekend. Well, this weekend we're celebrating fashion. We're celebrating cocktails and hairstylists. Um, this event is an all-in event, and it's located at HMAC, that's Houston Museum of African American Culture, at 4807 Caroline. And that's in Midtown. Um, we're inviting everyone to come out. We're going to have lots of vendors, fun, food, and cocktails. So, yeah, it's going to be a definitely big, big hit. Okay. And I, from what I understand, this is uh, an annual event. This is the second year that it's being done. And you've got sponsorship on this thing from several entities, from uh, some notable magazines and uh, some beverage companies and the like. What's the attire for the event, and uh, what time does it start, and what time does it end? Okay, the attire is fashion first, so we definitely want to see some people come out in high fashion. Um, the doors will open at 7 o'clock. The pre-show will start at 7.30. Um, the event will probably end around 1 o'clock. Um, we definitely encourage people, you know, if they can't make it at 7, still try and come by because there's so much to do. 
Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, I wanted to uh, tell you thank you. I will be there, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm going to be part of this event, and I definitely, definitely would love for you guys to come out and uh, get an autographed book and let me give you a hug and what have you. It's going to be a lot of fun. So with that said, we're about to wrap up our program today, and I want to leave some notes here. And uh, So don't cut, don't cut us off yet. A couple of things I really want to do in housekeeping. First, go buy this book. It is phenomenal. That's number one. Number two, come out and support that event. It's at the African American Museum on Caroline this coming Saturday. It is going to be a blast. And if you haven't had a good date and haven't had an opportunity to go and dust off that new bag you just got or those new shoes or sport that new hairstyle, I really suggest you do it. There are going to be a lot of very, if you are single, eligible single men and women there, and they are going to be gainfully employed. You could actually meet somebody worth your time. If not, come out as a couple and shake what your mom and daddy gave you and have a good time. Now, next thing. Uh, I want to make sure that we are well aware of this. Quit taking the women in your lives for granted. I don't care if it's your secretary. You don't know what people are dealing with, and there's always this overestimation that it's the woman with kids. Well, I know for a fact that uh, a woman does not have to have kids in order to have a very busy and full life. Just because she doesn't have kids and a husband, don't think this sister isn't going to bat for you 24-7 and staying up working and burning the midnight oil to make sure your life is straight because more than likely she probably is. With that said, give her a hug. Let her know she's loved. Let her know she's valuable. Give her a day off uh, or just, you know, it doesn't have to be money. Sometimes just an expression of appreciation goes a hell of a long way. And last but not least, quit looking for love in all the wrong places, people. If you really want someone to love you, Start by looking at that person in the mirror because nobody can do it better than you. So I will talk to you on Sunday night. You've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne. I love you, and you guys have an awesome weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.